Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, leading people into the Christ-centered life. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. So, because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Jesus gave them this answer, Very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these, and so that you will be amazed. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. John chapter 5, verses 16 through 23. C.S. Lewis was a famous Christian author and apologist from the mid-20th century and is very well known for writing the Narnia series and books like Mere Christianity, uh, The Problem of Pain, A Grief Observed, many other works that are now considered spiritual classics. He famously said, paraphrased, that everybody on earth needs to figure out what they're going to do with Jesus Christ. And that's because Jesus made some pretty huge claims about himself. We can assume that he was lying, or that he was crazy, or that he was demon-possessed, but we can't just say, oh, he was a great guy, he was a great moral teacher. The claims that he made were too big to leave it there. We can't leave it there because of passages like today's. Here, Jesus ties himself explicitly to God the Father, suggesting that they are one, suggesting that Jesus is, in fact, separate but nonetheless equal to the Heavenly Father. Now, good moral teachers, great guys, don't make claims like that, no matter how good their teaching is or how great their example is. So C.S. Lewis calls us to go deeper, to wrestle through passages like this, to try and figure out who Jesus is and how he claimed to be God in the flesh. He claims that the fact that he is one with God is the reason that he can do everything that he's been doing. He's wise because it is God's wisdom. He has authority because God has authority. He can heal because God heals. He answers to no man because God answers to no man. While Jesus was a man walking this earth, he lived a life incredibly connected to the Heavenly Father. But he was also limited somewhat in his humanity. He could only be in one place at one time. He had to sleep at night. He got tired. But that humanity was connected to his divinity, where his oneness with God the Father in heaven gave him the insight, the direction, and the power he needed to do everything that he was called to do. Jesus acted out everything, everything, according to his heavenly Father's will. And we should set our lives to do that same thing. Jesus also mentions that God the Father has allowed Jesus the Son to be our judge. We don't like to think about God judging us, but this decision is actually the fairest that God can possibly be. God the Father has never known human weakness or the temptation of sin, but God the Son, Jesus, has. Jesus is actually the perfect one to judge us because no one can look at him and say he doesn't know, he doesn't understand. He absolutely knows what it's like to live a human life in every way and because of that, his judgment is fair. 
When we honor Jesus, Jesus says, we also honor the Father in heaven who sent him. The most important thing we do in life is to answer C.S. Lewis's challenge. What are we going to do with Jesus and his claims about who he is? To accept Jesus is to accept God. And this is why we preach Jesus and why we focus on his life and his teachings. We want people to accept him and to be right with God because of that. We don't need a more elaborate mission than that, really. We want to help people see God through Jesus and then let them make their own choice. Today, let's ponder how Jesus and the Father are one. What does that mean and what does that teach us about who God is? Mm-hmm.